0: Guys, welcome to another episode of the True Crime Society podcast with Stephanie and Olivia. Um, that's all that's all I had planned out in my head so far. <laughs> if you listen to our last episode and follow us on Instagram, you'll know that this episode is going to be about missing
1: Summer Wells. We say this with a lot of cases. But it's true for all of them, a big mess of a case. No, I feel like I've heard of this one and kind of, you know, generally followed it, but until I started, you know, delving into it, there's a lot. There's a lot of people, a lot of people with the same names. It's a lot to keep track of.
0: A lot of people with the same names. <laughs> Didn't that just happen in another case too that we talked about? Or maybe they all started oh, yeah, with the no, murder the murder the Murdochs, the Murdo- the They're all <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> Don't don't bring them up. <laughs> it's a tough subject for me. <laughs> we were just talking about how some people said they missed having like a little bit of a chat in the beginning because we moved everything to the end. So we figured we'll test out giving giving a little buffer. So we'll, we'll talk about ourselves for three minutes. So if you want to hear about <laughs> ourselves, then you can fast fun. forward three minutes or I'll put a timestamp if it's really that big of a deal. One thing we can talk about is that I got engaged last weekend. Woo! Exciting! This is the first time Olivia and I have really talked about it in person. In quotes. <laughs> not, a, not 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 a text or chat. Yeah, we went. My fiance and I always after Thanksgiving we go to Vermont, so we went up there. We like to go to some breweries up there, and then we walked over to look at. Lake Champlain. And I was just taking pics like a basic girl does. And I turned around and he did it. Whoa. And I said, and I said, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I changed your mind because you've still got a fiance. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just kidding. I said yes. And then I screamed. So,
1: so exciting.
0: So I'm now a fiancé. So if there's any wedding advertisers that want to take out <laughs> some ads with us, um, I'm ready to accept. Let us know. <laughs> Here and waiting, ready. I don't know. I don't think I said this on the podcast. I edited it out probably because, like, who wants to talk about this on a podcast? But like I've said to Olivia before, we literally just start recording. Cat's in the litter box. <laughs> Always, within five minutes, right in the litter box.
1: Always. But at least they're predictable.
0: Yep. Right on schedule
1: uh anything exciting with you nothing really we're it's quite like the it's finally summer here the weather's finally nice the last few days i think we're gonna have a very wet and yuck summer because of la niña which is some weird weather event that makes it rain all the time but it's been lovely the last few days it's summer everything is going all right for once knock on (laughs) wood. um who knows what will happen but no everything's just going fine for the moment thank goodness it's finally getting cold here. Depressing. Uh, even the other day, because it's been so grey and rainy. I when I woke up, I could actually see the sun. It was so nice for a change. But that's know, how see what happens.
0: that's how it gets here too. Like in
1: the winter, it's just grey every day. No more sun. Well, we've only got a few weeks now to the end of the year. We were just talking earlier that we may take a week or two off. So we've probably got two more episodes after this one before the end of 2021, and then we'll get back into it in the new year. Pretty soon in the new year,
0: it would definitely be the week after christmas for one skip if if we might do two we're definitely gonna do one because you you all are gonna be busy anyways as we saw for thanksgiving weekend
1: (laughs) yeah and i feel like you know a rest is good and we'll be back totally fresh next year ready to go again
0: yeah but yeah if you um want us to talk about ourselves
1: more just,
0: <laughs> just let us know because sometimes people do ask us a lot of questions about ourselves but i just feel weird talking about myself
1: sometimes no well, i don't think anyone cares <laughs> if anything really exciting is happening like what happened to you we'll let you know but generally it's all pretty standard. generally we're,
0: we're pretty boring <laughs> that's, we don't have a lot going on that's why we have a podcast <laughs> um all right well this episode it's probably going to be pretty long i know last week we made you guys suffer with a short one so this one will make up for it because it's a lot going on like we said so i guess we'll just hop right into it
2: we just finished planting flowers and then summer was putting the rocks on top and then she got a piece of candy from grandma and then she asked to go back in the house with the boys well she walked right in the house after summer went inside i walked back over here to my mom's camper and i fixed my mom's knee brace when she was sitting right here in the doorway and I told my mom that I have to go back in with the kids. Helping my mom with the knee brace only took like two to three minutes. After I came into the house, I asked the boys where she was and they said that she went downstairs to play in the playroom. And I came into the playroom and looked, I even looked under the bunk beds and everywhere and she wasn't here at all. And when I couldn't find someone in the basement, i come outside and I stood up here on this hill and I hollered for her and told the boys that
0: she wasn't down there. And then I went outside and I called Donnie right away. Summer Moon, Utah Wells, full name is a five-year-old girl who was last seen on june fifteenth, 2021 in rogersville tennessee summer lived in the beach creek community with her mother candace her father donald also referred to as donnie um and yeah and her three brothers 12 year old jose 11 year old wyatt and nine-year-old waylon i think is how you say it w-a-y-l-o-n
1: yeah waylon or waylon
0: So the day that Summer disappeared, this is kind of, we're obviously going to talk about it in in more depth, but this is the little basic rundown. Candace, mother, said that her and Summer were out in the yard planting flowers with Summer's grandmother, who also lives on the property in like a camper. Um, Eventually, Summer wanted to go back inside, so she went inside. She told her brothers who were watching TV or on the internet doing something That she was going downstairs to the basement where her bedroom is to play with some of her toys. And that was the last time she was seen. Summer's parents suspect, because I guess in the basement where her little bedroom is, there's also a door that leads outside. They suspect that somehow someone abducted her. Either someone was in the basement or maybe, I guess sometimes they would use this door to walk around back to the front door. She had like a little swing outside. So they suspect maybe she went outside and someone was out there and abducted her, which I know sounds crazy, like in the middle of the day with people home in her own house vanished. And that's why people think this is a real mysterious one. An Amber Alert was actually issued for her very quickly. An Amber Alert has been issued on behalf of the Hawkins County Sheriff's Office for Summer Moon, Utah Wells. Summer is a five-year-old white female, three-foot-tall, 40 pounds, with blonde hair and blue eyes. Summer was last seen wearing gray pants, a pink shirt, and it was possibly barefoot. If you've seen Summer or have any information regarding her whereabouts, please contact the Hawkins County Sheriff's Office. So, immediately, this one picked up a good amount of attention. She's, like, a cute little blonde girl, big blue eyes. A lot of people online were talking about it fairly quickly. Online, people were saying that Summer was last seen walking away from her family home. So Summer was last seen around 7 p.m., leaving her residence on foot on Ben Hill Road off of Beach Creek Road. One of our group members who is local to the area posted this comment, which gives a little bit more information kind of about the surrounding area. They wrote, I'm local to this. Nothing feels right. The area she's in, Beach Creek, is very rugged with a crap ton of streams. If she truly got lost, there is a chance she could have met up with a black bear. She maybe without... I think that means it should be she was maybe without shoes. Yeah, sorry, weird sense. She was maybe without shoes. But even the most country kids can't get far without shoes. Many rocks, valleys, brush. And the family was on Dr. Phil and I watched the episodes and they did show kind of the area in the house. Like this person's saying, it's very dense, foresty, rugged like backwoods area. Yeah. Before we go much further, we just want to preface and say that this case can get a little confusing because there's a lot of weird stories involved. But also to add to that, many of the family members for some reason are named Candace. Um Summer's mom is named Candace. Her grandma is named Candace. And another family member is also named Candace. Primarily when we say candace we'll be talking about the mother. If we talk about the grandmother, we'll say it the grandmother, right? Yeah. Okay. So there's actually another missing persons case associated with this family. Summer's aunt, Rose Marie Bly, went missing in 2009 and has never been found. And this is just a little snippet about that. It says on August 21st, 2009, Rose left her home in Wisconsin to drive a few miles away to the next town over in order to meet her cousin at a bar. Rose reportedly told her husband at the time that she would be home before midnight, but she never made it to the bar or returned home. Her vehicle was located in a parking lot in Grantsburg five days after her disappearance. Grantsburg is miles away from the town she was supposed to be in, but it's where Rose attended high school. The keys to her car were not located and no evidence of foul play was recorded. Prior to her disappearance, Rose told her mother she fell off of a horse and was experiencing head pain. Her mother later speculated that Rose suffered brain damage and wandered off on her own, but there's no evidence to support this theory. She was 21 years old at the time she went missing. Back to Summer Story. We found a really great timeline of her disappearance, so we're going to go through that. We'll link the full, very detailed timeline on our blog. It goes into a lot of very specific things, like the drinks that they purchased on the morning before her disappearance. It's very comprehensive but we're just gonna go over kind of like the basics here to not add even more things to think about
1: <laughs> one thing I just wanted to add into is I know like th- you could probably make a whole podcast series on this case there is a lot so what we've done is we've tried to pick out the kind of most important most relevant bits to talk about and you know if you want to deep dive yourself you can go and check out all these other links so we know that there's a lot that we won't mention but we've just picked it out based on the relevance and you know the kind of importance to the case that we believe
0: yeah we we definitely had to do some streamlining but this is like the main bulk of the story the main important parts or at least if you hear this part and you understand all the stuff we're talking about then you can go on your own and read all the little tiny details and be able to understand it better so hopefully if you do want to deep dive into it hopefully this will make it a little less overwhelming but yeah you don't need to message us and be like hey you forgot about the drinks that they had the morning that she was abducted
1: (laughs) the vape that she had, we know, we know there's a lot, but if we spoke about that, we would honestly be here for a day. So we've just tried to pick out the bits that actually are impacting the case and to talk about for this episode. Mm -hmm. So We're going to start with 7.30
0: a.m. on June 15th, 2021, which was a Tuesday. Summer's father, Donald Wells, claims he left home for work in Jonesboro, Tennessee, which is around 25 miles, which is a 40-minute drive from their house, according to Google Maps. As a way of verifying that Summer was alive and actually present, there is a TikTok video of her swimming at a place called Warrior's Path at 1221 on June 15th. Remember this because this will come back later when we talk about theories because some people speculate that this may be when something happened to Summer. Another photo of Summer was allegedly taken by someone in the family around 3.09 p.m. that day. At some point between 4.30 and 4.42 p.m., Neighbors reported hearing a scream. Um, a quote about that says, "They said it sounded so different and wrong, and everyone got quiet in the house. It was that strange." By 5 p.m., the search for Summer had started. The family and neighbors searched the area for her, and Donald ended up calling 911 at 6:29 p.m. from his workplace, which would be almost two hours after she had gone missing. It does seem like there's d- discrepancies a bit with some different articles. Some things the parents are saying, so I'm not sure if it's just like misreporting or if the parents are saying different things to different people or just misremembering, but if you notice that happening, we also notice it.
1: I've noticed too, in a lot of articles that says that summer went missing around like six thirty or seven p m but I don't think that is the truth. I think that's when he called nine one one. so a lot of these things have just kind of turned into, you know, Whispers and they've been kind of lost in translation as the months have gone on. So,
0: yeah, like for example, we just said Donald said that he ended up calling 911 at work on the Dr. Phil show today. When I watched it, he was telling, you know, Dr. Phil what happened. And he said that Candace called him while he was at work and said Summer was missing. He told her to call 911 and then he left work and he called 911 still while he was still in the car on his way home. So, again, just like little differences that i don't know if they matter i don't know if they mean anything but they're they're there yeah been definitely been reported differently in a lot of different articles yeah it's it's not just us being wrong <laughs> <laughs> at twelve oh seven a.m on june 16 so this is around eight or nine hours since she was last seen the tbi released an endangered child alert which they then upgraded to an amber alert around 11 a.m on the 16th so just later that day really On June 17th, Sheriff Ronnie Lawson from Hawkins County Sheriff's Office held a press conference. He said that everybody was a person of interest and that every theory was still on the table. TBI spokesperson Leslie Earnhardt said that circumstances surrounding Summer's disappearance remained unclear.
3: While every case is different, this one is definitely outside of the norm. Typically, in an investigation like this one, we have some idea of where the case is headed and what might have happened within a few days. In this situation, despite doing everything within our power and exploring all avenues, the circumstances leading to Summer's disappearance remain unclear. I understand the lack of answers frustrates you and the public, but trust me, no one is more frustrated than we are. If we develop information that will lead to locating Summer, We will share that with you first thing, first and foremost. In the meantime, we ask anyone with information who hasn't come forward to please call 1-800-TBI-FIND. I'll turn it over to for Ronnie Lawson.
0: Search team said steep and dangerous terrain, including dense canopy coverage and ground cover, were hampering their efforts. Poor cell phone service was also making it difficult for them to communicate. So like we said, it was a pretty rugged area.
1: Lots of places for a child to get lost or to hide. Yeah,
0: it's hard to see because the the woods there are so, like, dense. Ground search crews had covered a one-mile radius around Summers' residence so far. Crews hoped to have a two-mile radius covered by the end of the day, over 48 hours since she was first reported missing. Officials said they had received and pursued about 50 leads so far. Investigators also asked neighbors and landowners in the area near Summers' home to check their CCTV and trail camera footage for any clues in the case. On June 18th, which is three days after Summer went missing, her father spoke to the media. He told reporters that he was at work when Summer vanished. And this is the full quote of what he said. When I got home, I drove to the bottom of the property, and I realized that all my neighbors and stuff were combing the woods looking for her. And I realized right then and there that she was not there. I knew it right then and there that she was gone because she would she would never leave there on her own. Somebody had taken her. We know that there's people praying all around the world, praying for her safe return. So many people love her. She would never leave our hill. I think that someone snuck up on her and grabbed her. I don't think she's in the area because the dog goes down to the road and that's the end of the trail. But I don't know that for a fact. The way that she just disappeared, she would never do that. She was planting flowers with her mother and her grandmother and she wanted to go into the house. So my wife watched her go into the door and she went into the house. And the boys were on the internet, of course, and she wanted to go downstairs and play with her toys. So when her mother came in, she says, Summer, and she went down into the basement and she didn't answer. So she went down there and she was gone. So she went out the basement door, which was unlocked, and we haven't seen her since.
2: About 5.30 p.m., when my wife Candace called and said so she couldn't find Summer. I says, well hang up for me and call 911. So I threw my tools in the car as fast as I could. Got in there and started down the road and called 911 myself. I passed all kind of cars, in double yellow and everything when I'm getting really worried. So I here's my road. I pulled down here, here's the creek right here. I noticed my three boys are together and they're over here looking. And then I looked over that way and seen my neighbor coming this way towards my boys, and my heart sunk because I knew she was abducted. I knew she was gone.
1: Sheriff
0: Ronnie Lawson also gave an update on June 18th. He said that investigators had conducted multiple searches but had yet to issue any search warrants. He said that everyone had been cooperative to date. He said, we have two investigations going, and I can assure you that the investigation on the part of law enforcement is extremely intense just, like, boots on the ground and all the
1: searching going on.
0: So I'm guessing you meant by two investigations, like the actual search and then, like, investigating what happened?
1: Yeah, or even maybe, I don't know, the TBI versus the sheriff's investigation. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I don't know. But when he talks about the boots on the ground, though, that does make me think, like, an actual kind of physical investigation of searching plus whatever they're trying to do. Versus, like, interviewing Um, people and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: By June 22nd, the TBI released information which said that search teams had covered 4.6 square miles, which is about 300 acres, in the search for summer. Tim Coop is the instant commander for ground search operations. He says that ongoing the search for summer will continue with a focus on specific areas using specialized teams. 82 agencies from several states are involved. Um, Also on June 22nd, Don, which is the dad, spoke to... WJHL and told them that Candace, the mother, had passed a polygraph test. Nine days after Summer disappeared, the TBI provided another update in the case. Investigators said the circumstances surrounding the disappearance remained unclear. Sheriff Ronnie Lawson said, You'd have to work very hard to find somebody we haven't talked to. Lawson said the family remained very cooperative with law enforcement, though. So, about this time, we learned more info about the criminal history of donnie wells the dad um so this info comes from the times news donald wells 56 was arrested at his home on october 14th 2020 and charged with domestic assault possession of a handgun while intoxicated he reportedly came home intoxicated and found a male at home with his wife candace wells told deputy kyle shivley that her husband assumed she was cheating on him argued with them and then he pushed her down causing injury to her knee Wells was leaving in a pickup as deputies arrived, but he came back while deputies were still there and was arrested. Police said Wells was under the influence of alcohol and found in possession of a .22 caliber handgun in his pickup. He admitted to having a felony conviction in Utah. This past April, Wells pleaded guilty in Hawkins County Sessions Court to possession of a handgun while under the influence. The other two charges were dismissed. He was sentenced to 11 months and 29 days on probation. 96 hours of community service, and his gun was forfeited to the state. On October 15, 2020, Candace Wells filed an order of protection in Sessions Court against Donald Wells. In the affidavit, Candace Wells stated, He drinks and throws things. I'm afraid of being hurt. He is abusive physically and mentally toward me. I'm afraid for my children and myself. My mother fears he is going to hurt her because she is staying in her camper on the property. Donnie also had some older offenses in Utah. According to the Utah Department of Corrections, Donald Wells was incarcerated in Utah for the following offenses, third-degree felonies for theft, burglary, and forgery, a second-degree felony for theft by receiving stolen property, and a misdemeanor for revocation-slash-suspension. The Utah DOC said he's been in and out of prison since 1995. He was discharged from prison and supervision in April 2003. When asked what the convictions were for, Donald Wells said, I had several charges over the years. I used to have, I don't know if I should elaborate on any of that. It's nothing really good. I wasn't really a Christian when I was younger. I found God in prison. I started studying the Bible intently because I wanted to change. That's when I got to know God, tried hard to be a Christian. Of course, I've backslid multiple times, but I'll never let that happen again. Donnie also acknowledged at this time that his 34-year-old son, Donald Wesley Wells, is a convicted sex offender having pleaded guilty in Arkansas in 2007 to sexual indecency with a child. Donald Jr. was in Utah at the time of Summer's disappearance. Donald Sr., father, he said, No way would he think of something like this. When I first told him he bawled like a baby, my sisters all cried. Donnie also said his son's Arkansas offense would have been considered statutory rape in Tennessee because his son— was 19 at the time, and the victim was a girlfriend who was 18 months younger. In the Dr. Phil episode, they did ask him a little bit about his past charges and stuff. He, I know you can't judge people by a cover, but he really does seem like he's trying to change. Not that... The dad or the son. The dad. The, the dad, yeah. Yeah, he seems like he is trying to like be a less shitty person. I don't know. He
1: just seems like really dumb. I saw some footage of him this week talking about something that happened this week we'll get into it but he seems nice like you know I, I know he's not nice he's got a criminal record he's got you know the kids had a pretty shitty life and all that but I, yeah i agree i think he's trying his best like is what i'm trying to say yeah um one other thing i just wanted to add to it is that Candace does have a criminal record too hers isn't recent that as far as i can tell the most recent thing was from 2003 where she was charged with domestic abuse and disorderly conduct so Hers is a bit more historic. So in terms of both of the parents, there's obviously a lot going on, probably more so for Donnie in terms of criminal um, you know, offenses. I've also heard rumors of there being some offenses in Texas that may have been drug related. So, you know, there's a lot going on. And his kind of past is a little bit cloudy. We'll get into this more when we talk about theories, but
0: the whole area, I guess, that they live in. A lot of people do meth in that area. There's a lot of meth labs in that area. That's kind of where the whole cornbread mafia thing, which we haven't gotten too much into yet, but there's this whole like underground meth operation around there. So it's also just while we're talking about the parents' criminal history, a lot of the people they hang out
1: with and talk to are also criminals who do meth. Uh, we're now at June 25th, 2021, which is about 10 days after she disappeared. There's some audio from emergency scanners that was obtained by News Channel 11. You can hear them say, you'll be en route to 110 Ben Hill Road off Beach Creek. It will be the first residence on your right in reference to a missing four-year-old. And just as an aside too, some some articles refer to her as four and others are five. I think she was five based on the majority of what I've read. Mm-hmm. But if you're wondering why there's a bit of a discrepancy, she is referred to as both four and five years old. Yeah. So just continuing from the scanners, it says the parents have called in, advised that the mother went for a walk, came home, and now they can't find her. They have been yelling for her. She has been gone for about 10 minutes now. June 26, the TBI asked for the driver of a Toyota pickup to come forward after a witnessed reported scene in the Beach Creek area in the late afternoon or early evening of June 14 or June 15. Officials said that the pe- person may have seen something related to Summer's disappearance. The truck is described as a 1998-2000 to maroon or red Toyota Tacoma with a full bed ladder rack along with white buckets in the truck bed. To date, as of December 2021, this truck has still not been found. On June 27, which was 12 days after Summer disappeared, authorities announced that they would be scaling back the search for her. By this point, the search had utilised over 120 agencies from Tennessee, Ohio, Virginia, Alabama, Georgia and North Carolina. Since the day that Summer disappeared, over 1,100 searchers had taken part in looking for her. Over 13,000 search hours were logged, and they used uh, numerous specialised search and rescue groups, including Appalachian Mountain Rescue, Black Diamond, Great Smoky Mountain National Park Search and Rescue, Tracking Institute, and numerous canine teams. This was a large-scale search. It was, you know, not just a few people out there looking. There was many, many people with tonnes and tonnes of different equipment and. You know, it's methods me. of searching, looking for her. Reminds me
0: of like with Cleo because they were very fast. Put the Amber Alert yeah. very fast to show up and search for her. They had a lot of stuff going on, looking
1: for her. It just it just seemed quick. Like they issued the endangered child thing six hours. You know, which is I, I feel that's relatively quick. Yeah, to issue that. For you have her. some kids like Amber and Noah Claire where they're like, all right, well, it's been two weeks, so I guess we'll put out an Amber <laughs> yeah, Alert might now. So there's one thing to address. There are some photos of Summer that where she has kind of like longer blonde hair and then there's also photos of her just before she went missing where she has a totally shaved head. I know some people speculated online that maybe her head was shaved because she had lice or, you know, whatever the reason was, but her mother spoke to the media about it on June 28, and she said, Summer was a tomboy. I shaved my head. She wanted to shave her head like me and the boys did. And then Donnie also said that Summer tried to shave her head herself. He said, I think you can see it in some of the pictures, and it was getting out of control. We decided to shave her head off, (laughs) which I'm assuming he means hair, and let it grow back long. And Candace shaved her head too, so Summer wouldn't feel bad, but it didn't bother her. So she has, like, it's like the closest shave that you can get. She's totally bald. It's not like it's a little, you know, there's a little bit of hair. She's pretty totally bald.
0: I feel like this may be a good spot to say that
1: People were most likely
0: wondering if she had lice because we briefly mentioned the house before, and there's a video online of the inside of the house, but it's very dirty and it's very dilapidated. This is kind of why a lot of people immediately side-eye the parents, because it just seems like a house that children should not be living in.
1: There's a photo of Summer and she's got a head shaved. She's wearing, like, a pretty dress. She looks neat enough, but the background is the house and it's got, like, filthy, filthy carpet. Not, And this isn't just, like, a messy house. This is a, a really unclean, unsafe house. There's stuff piled up behind her. Looks like the wall's are peeling. You know, it's just... Like every, I don't, I don't think there's any way that you could defend a house in that condition as being safe for a child.
0: No, this isn't just us trying to be snobby and being like, their house is so messy because yeah. I'm definitely not yeah. the cleanest person, but this house, it looks like everything in there
1: is maybe damp, is maybe wet, yeah. is moldy. And it just unfinished like it's not like i i know in the photos of summer's room in the basement it doesn't even look like there's walls it's just kind of like that i don't know if you guys call it cinder block like that or besser block the like gray concrete kind of
0: too, like- block yeah
1: yeah so it's just it's just basically like a very unfinished filthy house yeah it's like a skeleton of a house it seems yeah So we're now at July 2, Hawkins County Sheriff Ronnie Lawson told WJHL that they had received no solid leads from over 750 tips that have been called in. The TBI later said that day, though, there had been 799 tips, so lots and lots of tips. That's just two weeks after she disappeared. They've had 800 tips, basically. I wonder what all the tips even are, because... I know. Like how many people could have seen, I guess, you know, people think they see her at a gas station or, you know, their neighbors acting weird. So that would account for a lot of, you know, the type of tips that they would get, I think. And it
0: could be because apparently it's an area where
1: there's a lot of drug trafficking and meth and things like that. So I'm sure there's a lot of sketchy people. And the thing is too, if she had the shaved head, there might be a lot of boys who would look like her. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, maybe that was one of the theories that she'd been kind of dressed up as a boy to kind of evade capture by whoever took her. Um, Authorities asked again on that day for information about the Toyota Tacoma that we mentioned earlier. The TBI emphasised again that the driver was not a suspect but a potential witness that may have seen something. So another week later, July 9, over 900 tips had been received. Sheriff Lawson again said that there was no specific person of interest. He said, like I said, everyone's a suspect now. Everything's on the table and our main focus is to find Summer to bring her home. Whichever way it goes with a suspect or she's lost in the woods or whatever, been abducted, whatever, everything's on the table. We're not just focusing on one thing because we have no reason to. On July 12, Sheriff Lawson said that he had little hope that Summer was still alive. Donnie also told WJHL on this day that he, Candace as in Summer's Summer's mother, and Candace as in Summer's grandmother had all passed polygraph tests. At this stage it wasn't verified by police um so that was just kind of his word at that time.
0: Yeah, I was wondering that before I'm like, but did anyone double
1: check like is he just saying that? No. This is a chronological kind of timeline, so at this point no one had verified that they had passed the polygraph tests. Back to the kind of living conditions of this family, on July 24, Summer's three brothers were removed from the home by DCS. Donald spoke to the Times News again. He wouldn't give specifics about why the boys were removed by the Department of Children's Services except to say that it wasn't safe there. He said, right now it's not safe at my house. There's too much going on and people are crazier than hell and right now it's just not safe. There's too much going on, too many crazy people coming around trying to start stuff. He told the news that he'd had a problem with amateur crime solvers and psychics coming and walking up to the house in the middle of the night. He said, people blow this out of proportion. They think my wife. It's just crazy. It's just absolutely insane and it's not safe for my kids. And then the reporter asked him, who's coming to your house? And he said, all sorts of people. And he named someone. He said, they think she's a psychic and she has some sort of special gift. We don't need her crazy ass stopping at our house. She claims to be a Christian and then she claims to be a psychic. How does that work? If you're a Christian, God says you don't go there. It's against God. Then the news also asked him again, is anyone else coming to your house? And he said, we've had a few people come in the middle of the night. We had one. I don't think he'll be coming back to our house anymore, though. So, like I have no doubt, you know this there, there seems to be a lot of people really super invested in this case. Um, so maybe they really did have some crazy people turning up. Well,
0: they were saying on um Dr. Phil and they were being interviewed. he did they did talk a little bit more about why the kids were removed. Um, I don't know if it was specifically because of the people showing up at their house, but it was mostly because the house is basically in shambles. Unlivable. Like they, he said that they were working on what they need to work on to get the kids back in the house, but some of the stuff's like adding in walls, like making the house more feasible, which is a little bit more time consuming and not an easy fix. So and also probably
1: expensive as well. Like, yeah, you know, I, I know these things will cost money. So,
0: yeah, you can't just throw up a wall like very easily.
1: But he did. Yeah. A, I
0: know a few people have. Sorry. You no, guys. I was going to say he also mentioned how, because I, he said when summer first went missing, he, went to social media and was kind of trying to cooperate with, you know, all the different missing persons Facebook groups that pop up on there. Not saying that Summer's family isn't trash and maybe has something to do with her disappearance or whatever, but there's also a lot of crazy people in those Facebook groups. And he said that people were, like, calling their house, calling their jobs, will show up at their house and harass them. The one person that he mentioned, where how you just quoted how he said, I don't think he'll be coming back, is because... This random guy showed up in the middle of the night to like bother them. So he took his gun and shot it at him, not like at him, but above his head to get him to go away. Yeah. So they've just been having a lot of people harass them too.
2: This is the hardest time of me and Candace's life. You lose your daughter and then you get blamed for it and then everybody turns on you. We have threatening phone calls daily. They threaten my job. They they've done everything they could to destroy our family. had a stranger come up at two in the morning, didn't know what he was doing there. I fired a shot over his head and they ran down the driveway. I expected bullet holes to be coming through our house, so we had a lot of sleepless nights. It was taking a toll on me. At one point, I broke down. I lost it. I started drinking really bad and I made some poor decisions. Once the summer was taken, CPS, had to open a case for our good and for the boys' protection. So CPS thought our house was dangerous. I was being dangerous. The CPS took our boys, which I was glad at the time. I was, I was glad that they were not here because I was scared to death for their lives. I agreed with them. My wife didn't and she's mad at me, but it was just too dangerous.
1: So he, Johnny was asked if the Sons are in state custody, always staying with friends or relatives. He said, I can't answer any questions. I'm not going there. All this speculation is getting worse and worse. People are threatening us. It's not safe. We're hoping if something happens, things will start to get safer. But the way things are going, it's just going to get worse and worse. So I tried to find an update to if the sons had been returned to the house. As far as I know, they haven't. Um, if they have it hasn't been made public. And Donnie and Candace haven't said anything about it. So yeah. I'm assuming the kids may still be in some type of care. Yeah, I don't think they're back either. Things kind of started to quieten down in the case after that, which was July. Um, The next kind of update happened in September, September 15, that March, three months since summer disappeared. The TBI provided an update. They said at this time over 1,200 tips had been submitted, although officials said most of them are rumours and speculation and that they were still looking for the Toyota Tacoma to truck, and they asked everyone to call them if they had any information. So it seems like they're taking this truck pretty seriously, and it is a bit suspicious that no one has come forward if they had nothing to do with the case or weren't there for kind of a nefarious reason. It
0: seems like this is also how they narrowed down and found the guy who abducted Cleo. They were checking cars. They heard that there was a car in the area. They were trying to narrow people down, and even with... um. Russell Hill and Carol <laughs> Clay. And Carol. Yeah, yeah. They were-
1: that's exactly. I think that's how they did it. They eliminated every other car until there was one car left. Mm-hmm. So, so it sounds like it may hold a clue if they could ever find out who this person is. Yeah. So tedious work, but definitely pays off in the end. On October seven, Don. Spoke to WVLT. And just kind of as my thoughts on this, Don seems to be the mouthpiece for the family. Candace doesn't seem to do a whole lot of talking. He seems to speak for Candace and the family most of the time, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I noticed that too. Even in the Dr. Phillips episode, he tried to do like more of the talking. And he seems, he also just seems more cooperative and willing to talk. Whereas Candace, like, didn't even want to do the interview. She kept walking out. Whenever she'd answer a question, just be like one or two words, um, whereas he would try to elaborate on some things a little more.
1: So Don spoke to the news again about what he believed happened to Summer. He said, we don't know if someone was waiting in the basement or if she came outside here and went to the swing or possibly back up to grandma's. We don't know. All we know is that she went down to the basement. That's the only thing we know, to play with her toys. And then he said that the basement was typically left open or unlocked. He said the boys a lot of times would leave this unlocked and wide open a bunch of times. We'd get on them and tell them you can't do that, but we'd always find it open. We tried to control that, but we couldn't couldn't control that 100% of the time. Don then said he feels Summer was carried down a steep and rugged trail just a few feet away from the house and that while this was happening, he was at work, his sons were inside and Summer's mother and grandmother were outside the home facing away from the basement door. He said, well, I think whoever grabbed her probably had a mouth covered and I think she was gasping for air by the time she got somewhere down here because our neighbor heard a scream. A really funny scream and she's been telling us that all along. Don said that the search dogs lost some scent once the trailer ended at the road. From there, he believes that she was put into a car and that was, you know, driven away. He also told reporters that the area near the home sees a lot of drug activity. He said, well, you get all kinds with the drug trade and there, you know, we've seen quite a bit of stuff surrounding the meth thing. We had them parked in. He kind of like, kind of goes off on tangents. So it's kind of half sentences. When um, he does that too, I know, I was like, in the Dr. Phillips. episode, I literally
0: just watched it and- on the episode, they were interviewed by kind of expert interrogator peoples, peoples, (laughs) expert (laughs) interrogator, interrogators, (laughs) okay, wait, he was interviewed by, they were both interviewed by expert interrogators who check like body language and stuff like that. And they were saying the same thing that you just said is how he never really finishes his sentences or he'll say like half a sentence and then say something different. And they called it that he's. Editing while he speaks, which I thought was interesting. It makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to make it clear that it's not me who's saying half sentences. This is actually what he's saying. He just like goes, he'll start a (laughs) sentence and and then like think of something else and start saying something else. So continuing on with his quote, it says, Our neighbours caught them parked at our road in the driveway in the middle of the night or early in the morning, stuff like that, and run them off and get mad. They'd raised Cain. We had quite a bit of problems out of them, but since we've been all over them and everything with camera crews and whatever, it quieted down a lot. But it was pretty bad for quite a while. So it doesn't sound like the greatest, safest area to be raising kids anyway. Seems like there's a lot of shady people in the area. On October 14, Donnie and Candace started their own YouTube channel, which was or is dedicated to finding Summer. So you can go on. I'll put the link on the blog. I'm just opening it up now. It's called Don Wells Family Official. There's six videos. Um, They made one for Thanksgiving. They put something about the Dr. Phil episode, which we'll go into. Oh, and he's also put a video of the housework they're doing on November 29. He's put that up. So I guess he's kind of proving that they're making an effort to get the house fit for the boys to come back. So I, what I was trying to say before, it does seem like he he's the one who's more, like, trying. Mm. Yeah, I agree. On October 26th, a gag order was, was issued in this case. It was issued by juvenile court judge Daniel Boyd. He said, All parties to this action are hereby prohibited from discussing this matter or the children with the media or any other non essential person, entity or uninvolved or disinterred parties and or persons. But this is kind of confusing to me because there has been a lot of talking to the media by Donnie and Candice even since that. So I don't really understand how that is working for them at the moment. It's weird.
0: I wonder what they're trying to keep like suppressed since I feel Mm -hmm. like there's not a ton of information. Maybe like search warrants and stuff they don't want people seeing or
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I guess yeah, I don't know. Hopefully we'll learn some more about that. Mm -hmm. So we're now at October 30, this year, 2021. Donald Wells was arrested again. According to Sergeant Betty Crawford with the Hawkins County Sheriff's Office, he was facing multiple charges, including driving under the influence, having an open container, violation of financial responsibility, and others. The financial responsibility charge may have stemmed from driving uninsured, as in Tennessee you have to provide evidence that you can pay for repairs or damages after certain charges or accidents. Don was held on a $5,750 bond and was released at 7.34 a.m. on October 31. The family have also made a website for summer called findsummerwells.com and they made a post on there about it. It says, thank you for the prayers. I'm going to make it bigger so I can read it. I I got.
0: Do you want me to read it? Yeah, you read it, yeah. Okay, the post on the website, just because it's too small for Olivia to read and I can zoom in, (laughs) says... (laughs) With my old age. (laughs) No, I have terrible eyes. I can just zoom in. Um It says, thank you for your prayers. Thank you, everyone, for kind messages. There are no words to what each day and night is like. We need cigarettes. It was a stupid decision. Please keep us in your prayers. Keep Don. This pain won't go away. Thank you. Um He did talk about this when he was being interviewed, too. And he, again, was just said how it's been a really stressful time. And it's driven him to drink more again it was a dumb decision on his part and he's trying to get back on the right track again
1: so if you want to have a look at the statement and plus all the other information they've put up the website is findsummerwells.com um there's a blog media flyers like it's actually a relatively well done website um people are like someone he's got a post on there's someone from new zealand sent him a bunch of stuff like it's up, they've got their YouTube channel in there. It's kind of like a repository for all the information about their case. There's tons of photos. So it's a good resource if you want to learn more about her case from the family.
0: Then, as I mentioned, Candace and Don appeared on the Dr. Phil show in November 2021. The episode's titled Summer Wells Disappearance What Do the Parents Know? And it's actually two parts, like two episodes. So during filming, Candace walked out on Dr. Phil. She later told the media it was because they had been given a tip that a girl matching Summer's description had been found. Her parents seemed to get their hopes up, only to have them dashed when the girl did not turn out to be Summer. Um, Candace said, then we got word and pictures of the little girl that was maybe rescued. It wasn't Summer. It was not our daughter. Summer, it was like losing her all over again. Um, which, After watching the episode, that seems totally irrelevant to anything that happened
1: um yeah because when you were saying about why she actually walked out i was like oh that must be why but it doesn't sound like that was anything to do with it
0: yeah i'll try to get some clips in it's getting i'm assuming the dr phil youtube will have some online that i can get the first episode they're being interviewed by the expert interrogator people and don's just kind of like chill the whole time he just like I've said for like I just don't bear a better word for you, just seems dumb, kinda of doing his best, definitely cooperating, trying to answer their questions. And she just sits there, dead face, wants no part of it, will answer everything with like one word answers. Like they'll say, um, like what what do you think could have happened to her? Is there anyone who's like been weird around? Like, is there anything anyone that you're suspicious of? Like what theories do you have? What do you think could happen? And Don will, like, give an answer about how, like, the only things he could think of are things like that they were getting robbed a lot by what they call the Cornbread Mafia, which is kind of just a organized crime group around there, that they would come in the middle of the night and rob their stuff. And maybe one of them saw her and, like, took a liking to her or something, or how he recently fired an employee of his that was a meth addict and doing meth too much and just, like, how a lot of people around there do drugs. So he would try to answer the questions, and she would just be like, I don't know. No. I have no idea, I don't know anything. Just wouldn't give anything.
2: So Candace and Don say to prove the naysayers wrong, they sat down with body language experts, Scott Rouse and Greg Hartley. Now Scott and Greg are interrogators who have worked with the FBI, law enforcement and the military. Now Scott and Greg agreed to sit down with Don and Candace to dive deeper into their story.
4: There's no such thing as body language of deception. There's only body language of increased stress, and that indicates something for us.
2: There are no absolutes. Just because someone does this doesn't mean they're lying or telling you the truth.
4: And in real life every day, debriefers do exactly what we do, do and they find information the person doesn't remember that they saw.
2: I thought it was a four-wheel drive, like Ford Escape or a Bronco or it something. It
4: looked like a blue minivan to me, but I don't a know.
2: small blue minivan?
4: That's what it looked like to me. We knew we would get to a point where it was going to be hard emotionally. And that's hard to do, because people will think you're a monster, but that's important to getting facts. Do you know what happened to Summer? No. Do you know who took Summer?
2: No. We actually hit harder on the questions for what happened that day. When did this happen? How long was it before this happened? When you come home, when you first come home. I'm not doing all that. I'm not going all the way back. I I can't do this. So listen, they're they're trying to help. To help. To it's help. not
4: helping me. There's
2: might. nothing more to remember.
4: And we did see some interesting body language.
0: But I want to go <laughs> <laughs> But she never really showed any emotion either. Even when they're asking her about summer, um, they were showing videos that aren't from Doctor Phil. Of when they're giving someone like a tour of the house. Um, they let some random podcaster come over and film a tour of the house, but they then wouldn't let Dr. Phil's people do it. But even Dr. Phil pointed out how, like, even in Summer's bedroom, looking at her toys and stuff, like, she never got choked up or anything like that. When stuff like that would normally be a trigger, kind of like being in your missing child's room, looking at their toys, like the last place they were, she never got upset or anything like that. But then when... The interrogators tried to ask them about, like, the Cornbread Mafia and the organized crime in that area and stuff. For some reason, that was such a trigger to her. Like, she immediately got very upset, started, like, tearing. Yeah, started tearing. You know, like, when you get upset and your, like, lip, like, kind of quivers, like, that happened. And immediately she's, like, mad and upset. And she's like, I'm done with this. And they're like, "Why?" And she's like, "I'm done being interrogated. This is just another interrogation." And they're like, "We're not interrogating you. We're trying to help you find summer. Like, we're asking about criminal activity that happens in this area. Like, that has nothing to do with you, really, or does it?" (laughs) But then (laughs) she just like gets so upset over that and basically said she was done and didn't want anything to do with it anymore.
4: Live in a country you don't expect that kind of stuff. I'm not permitted.
0: No, I (laughs) was.
4: These are tough questions.
2: No, I'm being interrogated again, and I don't want to do this. anymore. No yes, I am.
4: We'll, we'll stop. You just. I want you to feel comfortable.
2: No, I want. Oh, and I want to go home.
4: I'm down. Okay. So she starts, even before she flees the scene, by doing something that we refer to as the trancer in a, our true crime workshop, and that's making herself unavailable. Whether it's doing this or emotional or something, you escape. She's already escaped. It's just a matter of getting out of that wire. Yeah. The interesting piece is contrast their body language. Uh-huh. Don looks oblivious to all of this. He's, he's trusting us and paying attention to us. She's not. It's an interesting... Yeah, effort. and at this point she's down in her chin you ask them a question and
2: and they feel they're being threatened you'll see that chin drop it it protects the neck it's something that happens from your limbic system psychological thing that happens. so the head goes down that's what we're seeing there along with a lot of "I." she talks about i want it's not working for me those types of
0: things in the next episode dr phil is talking to her now and brings it up again he's like well, why did you get so upset about that and she her answer was like because well, I don't know what the Cornbread Mafia is, but it sounds scary. <laughs> like, And he's like, what? <laughs> and then that was another moment where then Don tries to step in because he's more of the mouthpiece. And he was like, well, she was just upset because she felt like she was being interrogated and that people are blaming her. And again, Dr. Phil reiterated, "Like, we're not blaming you. We're trying to just lift up every stone to help you find your daughter and you should be right here with me, lifting up all these stones. But it just, it was very weird. And now her saying that they got a tip about maybe a missing girl, like, uh, it just, none of it makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's very, um, there's a lot of kind of damage control, I feel, by their family after that.
0: Yeah. Um. Sorry, I just wrote down some notes from me. It says, oh, the behavioral panel, that's the, the better name for the. They started to ask candace questions during filming about her possible involvement in the disappearance of Summer. This when she walked out. But then she tried to say that she was told by the producers of the show that they told her to either go quiet or walk away if she was if she felt like she was being interrogated. So that's what she did. But they really were like they were questioning her. But it was just like normal questions that you would expect to be asked. Just like, do you know what happened to Summer? did you hurt Summer? And she's like, no, no, no. But it's weird that she got upset about the part that really wasn't about her.
1: Yeah. Our favorite journalist, Brian Enton, recently traveled to Tennessee to cover Summer's case. Just kind of as an aside, there just seemed to be a lot of recent activity in her case, which I know it's not a super, super old one, but there's been a lot happening in the last probably month or so. A lot of coverage anyway. Not so much happening, but a lot of coverage.
0: Yeah. It seems like they did like another kind of push for it, but then also how over the last week they've been searching again i think that they were trying to say like kind of like with brian laundry that water and stuff in the area had receded or something's making it a little easier to search
1: i think um don was saying too that the leaves are all off the trees now which i actually think would think that would make it harder because it would have ground cover but Mm. i don't know he his his argument was that the trees are off the leaves are off the trees so they can search again yeah guess they get blown away and i don't know maybe it's just a different way you know a different it would be easier to then.
0: see more so distance whereas like the woods there are very dense yeah, before true. and you can not like see through the trees but i also get what you're saying yep. where now there's just dead leaves everywhere
1: yeah like covering things on the ground which you would think is probably where she would be if she's there yeah. Anyway, so Brian Enton traveled to Tennessee to cover the case. He said, it's interesting to be coming into a case five months in and hear investigators say we're basically in the same place that we started. You think there would be some pro- progress. It's just such a bizarre story and I think that's why people are interested. Brian spoke to Don but he couldn't get an interview with Summer's mother, Candace. He said, we obviously wanted to talk to Candace, and he said that she was just too emotional at that point. It seems like Don is really concerned about the public's perception of Candace coming off of the Dr. Phil interview, which kind of aligns with everything that we've said. Yeah, she just... Don's in a bit of damage control and kind of the speaker for the family.
0: Yeah, but the mom is very... And I don't want to sound... If you watch the interviews, and we'll put we'll try to put clips of what we can on the website, but if you can watch the episode somehow, sometimes... Um, the OWN channel will play reruns. So if you can, I'd watch it and you'll understand what I'm saying because I'm not just trying to sound like I'm bullying this mom whose kid is missing and how she's reacting to it. Just weird vibes
1: all around. I do have also read rumors that there is some substance abuse abuse issues with Candice, which we'll talk about in theories too but i feel like that may be true and it may explain some of the reluctance of her to speak and also the reluctance of don to kind of let her to speak yeah um you know again it's just a rumor we obviously we don't know it's speculation but it would make sense if that contributes to it yeah i could see that Brian also spoke to Sheriff Ronnie Hawkins about the possibility of the parents being suspects. He said, I asked him, do you believe that Don and Candace are involved? And he said, we're not ruling anyone out at this point. Brian did also confirm that the sheriff told him both Don and Candace passed a polygraph test in relation to Summer's case. So that was what we kind of mentioned earlier. Law enforcement still haven't officially confirmed it themselves, but it seems like it may be likely that they did pass a polygraph test. So, as of early December 2021, Summer is still missing. The reward for her return is now up over $70,000. As we spoke about quickly, the TBI announced this week that they were conducting more searches. They were conducting searches of overgrown areas that authorities said were previously difficult to access due to high grass and heavy foliage. Um, there is an update today that they didn't find any significant developments and that they will not be returning to search on Thursday, which is today. So they basically searched Tuesday and Wednesday. They're not coming back to search on Thursday. There's no real other updates for the search. Like there's photos of a dive team searching a pond. It says they've now had 1,500 tips and they're asking people to still be vigilant and sending any information.
0: Yeah, it seems like a, another pretty big search.
1: Yeah, there's lots of people. Like the photos I've seen, there's, you know, probably a few hundred people, you know, there's a lot going on. So it obviously seems like they I, – I wonder why they put – they must have a reason to keep doing this search in that area. Yeah. Maybe. Donald spoke to the Kingsport Times News and he said, statistically speaking, there's a good chance she's already dead. I hate to think that. I love her with all my heart. If nothing else, I'll see her in the resurrection. As long as I keep the commandments and do what I'm supposed to do, I'll see her. So that's a bit sad, really. It's a, you know, I feel like Don is probably the most genuine one in this whole case in terms of Summer's disappearance. Yeah. Obviously, we don't know, but that's just my the vibe that I get. Well, I feel like he's the one that's doing the interviews, making the websites,
0: trying to get the story out there more. And even though he is also kind of a bad person with all of his arrests and stuff, does seem like he is trying to be a better person trying to get on the right path but as you know this is i'm sure a very stressful situation and if you're an addict or you abuse alcohol that's a hard path to get off of so i'm not yeah we're not i'm not excusing any of his behavior and saying that but just by comparison to the mom he does seem like the one who's really trying
1: yeah So that's kind of it in terms of the actual disappearance of Summer and the case to date. Um, There are a few theories about this. I asked people on our social media platforms and on our website what their theories were, and I thought this might be the best way to pull them all together to discuss them. So this first theory comes from Holly. Um, She posted at truecrimesociety.com. She said, I think Don has something to do with this cornbread mafia stuff and they have something to do with her disappearance. And Candace has an inkling but isn't sure, and Don is somehow holding something over her so she won't speak up. So we've touched on what the Cornbread Mafia is, but basically it's a kind of colloquial term that's used to describe a crime syndicate that operates in rural areas and potentially in parts of Tennessee. The name was originally used to describe a group of men in Kentucky who created the largest domestic marijuana production operation in U.S. history. Um you know, Don did speak about the Cornbread Mafia on the Dr. Phil episode, and he said, we don't associate or socialise with them. And he said that the couple tried to keep the children completely away from potential criminal activity. Um, Hawkins County Sheriff Ronnie Lawson said that he was also still checking into people that Summer's parents had been associated with, but he'd seen no evidence that she'd been kidnapped. So Ronnie said that he hadn't heard that members of the kind of Cornbread Mafia were operating in the area where Summer vanished. But, you know, he said many times that everybody is a person of interest and you can't rule anyone out. So I don't know if I totally agree with that theory about Don holding something over Candace, but I do feel like the Cornbread Mafia or kind of shady people theory is a valid one. Mm-hmm. There's many other people who have kind of similar theories to this. There's one called Carla Janine on Instagram. She said she was sold. My Six Ring Circus on Instagram said my mum oh, sold her to drug dealers. And there's another one that said her mum has to know it about it. What's up with the Cornbread Mafia? There was another comment about there being a code of silence in the area and a lot of people around here think she was sold to them for drugs. Um, when Don spoke to Brian Anton recently, he spoke about Candace associating with the wrong people in the past. He did say Candace was a good mother who loves her children but that the biggest mistake she may have made is maybe in some wrong friends but, you know, it happens. He also spoke about firing a man at his workplace for being high on crystal meth, and then Summer disappeared the next day. He said, I can't prove it. I fired him, and the very next day my daughter disappeared. Yeah. So I guess this seems to be probably the most popular theory. I don't know. I don't think it's the one I go with as such. I think it could be, but I feel like this is probably unlikely, especially for them to have Summer this long, unless, you know, they could have hold her I guess for trafficking or whatever reasons but it just seems like a lot to retaliate a candice who doesn't actually seem particularly bothered about it if that is the right terminology to use
0: yeah um I d- think that there's a lot of shady people in the area and a lot of shady people that they might not even know that they're super shady or they just don't want to say that they know these shady people I feel like that could be one of the things that candace and even him are trying to sweep under the rug because she specifically refuses to talk about anything having to do with it and i think it's interesting that when she was asked about the cornbread mafia and the organized crime that's when she started crying like was it from guilt maybe or fear yeah um but i know that they said that a lot of people do meth around there so that's always not and i guess
1: too if they are involved in the cornbread mafia this may kind of support the theory that candace had some type of addiction or you know substance issue that she was associating with these people and maybe they took summer for a drug debt repayment or do you know what i mean like something like that that's kind of where that all ties into that yeah i don't know i just feel
0: like the whole idea of selling a kid for like drug money and stuff like that i know that kids get trafficked but that's just so wild to me that i can't even fathom that for some reason like, do people really Especially sell these- kids for drug money do drug dealers do, do they want these kids like I feel like someone who's <laughs> dealing drug unless it's like a big trafficking operation like I get it like as someone who's like a local meth addict meth dealer do they really want these kids to traffic I don't know it just it's I know it's a thing so you don't need to message me and tell me about child sex trafficking but I just think it's insane
1: and especially for these people who, you know, it doesn't seem like they are big time, you know, just, let's just speculate for a minute that maybe Don and Candace have some type of drug operation going. It doesn't seem like they're big time drug traffickers or no. anyone who would get involved in something to such a degree that someone would kidnap a child as retaliation. No. Like, I guess it could happen, but I just find it unlikely that that would be you know, you think it would be easier just to kill Don and Candace rather than take a kid and figure out what to do with the kid or, you know Yeah. Like it just seems like there's easier ways to go about retaliating for drugs. Yeah. Um it is it is a super popular theory though. Like a lot of people think this is what happened, and obviously it could be, but I just feel it's probably unlikely.
0: Yeah, I mean crazier things have happened where of course when when Cleo went missing, I was like yeah. I was like, There's no
1: way it was just a random stranger.
0: That's crazy and it's a random stranger. Yeah. So Obviously, these are just my opinions. Of course, crazy things happen. (laughs) Um, My theory or just like initial kind of thoughts from reading about it and watching their interviews and things like that, I feel like Don doesn't have really any guilty knowledge. Like he just doesn't come off that way or he's good at hiding it. Like he just doesn't seem to have that same... Guilt that Candace potentially has. I yeah. feel like even if they don't associate with criminals or people of the cornbread mafia anymore, maybe they used to, or maybe some of their friends are involved, maybe some of their other family members are involved. Like just because they're trying to stay away from it, if you're in an area that's like inundated with it, it's hard to totally stay away from it. He did mention that in the middle of the night, people, like, some of his tools and stuff kept getting stolen or, like, their equipment kept getting stolen outside. Maybe someone who was stealing stuff from them, like, saw Summer and thought she looked cute, came back to steal her or things like that. But as far as what Candace isn't talking about, I definitely think she knows something that she's not saying. I don't really – I don't think that she personally did anything. Like, I don't think she sold – her for drugs i don't think she killed her i don't think candace personally hurt summer but i feel like she's hiding information to either maybe protect like a family member or a friend or herself like i said one theory was because how when don was arrested last year he caught another man in their house and thought that she was having an affair could she be having an affair with someone who's shady who's like a creep that then in the end abducted summer but she doesn't want to admit to that because she doesn't want to admit that she's having an affair and she just kind of hopes police will catch this person without her having to admit that. Yeah. Something like that. Or like you told me your theory before um, I'll let
1: you say it instead of me saying it. Well, I think my theory is probably the next one that we were going to talk about anyway. So a lot like another very popular theory is that someone died due to either an accident or negligence and that the parents are covering it up. Um, There's a a girl on our website called Annalie, and she said, I think she passed in an accident, maybe involving the friend or friend's son that she was at the lake. So that's what we spoke about earlier, how there was a video of her swimming at the lake um and this person believes that something happened there and everything since has been a cover-up i don't think candace intentionally did anything to her which is why she always comes off as truthful and i guess could also explain why she passed a polygraph like did you do anything we don't know what the questions are but if one of the questions was did you harm summer no and then she would be truthful if you know if it was an accident yeah i'm
0: assuming at least some um, of the questions were
1: did you harm her do you know what happened to her yeah. things like that yeah, yeah. So the Annalie continues, it says, I think she and all of them now know what happened to her. Another person on Instagram, Tim Car said, I really think something happened at the swimming hole. Um, I've just had another look on our website too and some people are saying accidental death and apparently Candace, the grandmother, they call her grandess <laughs> to, I guess, distinguish, <laughs> um, has since left the state. So their theory is that Summer somehow died accidentally and the grandmother, her body was stashed until the grandmother could leave the state and dispose of the body. Um, maybe I think the theory that I think. Sorry, no, I was just say maybe the grandma's just sick of dealing with all their shit and all the shit that's going on. <laughs> um. So I think my personal theory goes along these lines. I don't know if it happened at the swimming hole, but I suspect, and I've seen this theory also a few times, that maybe Candace, the mother, was asleep or passed out or high or whatever, and Summer was alone for a lot longer than she said. And Summer either wandered and really did get lost, and that's why they haven't found her, or there was an accident that has been covered up because Candace wasn't watching her. Um, or I guess she could have been abducted by someone because Candace wasn't watching her. But I think there was a much longer time period than Candace ever admitted to that Summer was seen between when she was last seen and when Candace raised the alarm.
0: Yeah, one thing that I thought was interesting on Dr. Phil was Candace was saying to them that. Between the time that Summer was outside planting flowers with them, went inside and went downstairs and disappeared. It was like less than five minutes. Yeah, Candace like a ma- it was a matter of minutes anyway. It wasn't like an hour; it was minutes. Candace said she saw her go inside, then a few minutes later went inside. Didn't see her. Asked the boys like where she was, and they're like, "Oh, she's downstairs." Then Candace had to help her mom back outside with her I guess the grandma has like a leg brace went and helped her with that quickly then went back inside called for summer didn't hear her went downstairs she wasn't there and then immediately started like frantically looking for her and even like called Don in the police probably like within 10 minutes but Dr. Phil made the point of saying that from everything that he's seen of her she does not seem like this hyper vigilant hover mom that was on top of everything the kids were doing and was very was like you know gonna notice in five minutes that summer wasn't there and then immediately call the police especially considering they have drug charges and things like that in the past like they might be a little more wary of the police but i thought that was a really good point because i definitely do not get that vibe from her either that she was so on top of things like knew exactly where summer was within five minutes summer was gone and she immediately knew that like she just
1: doesn't give off that vibe this person on our website, Kay Bear has kind of worded it quite well. She said, my theory is Candace was high, didn't check on her for a while. She wandered off in the backyard or further where she was abducted by someone working or camping or hiking in the area. When Candace realised it has been longer, she feels extremely guilty but knows changing her story will make it worse for law enforcement and with Don. She appears truthful because she really doesn't know what happened to Summer, but she knows or at least suspects that it could have been a lot longer than she told law enforcement when she saw Summer. So." I do think it's probably something along those lines. Um, I agree how it's like she – I don't think she knows, but you could definitely tell she feels guilty about something. Yeah, she's definitely not telling the whole truth possibly about what she knows. Yeah. And not even in terms of what actually happened to someone because I would believe that she doesn't know, but the circumstances leading up to the disappearance. Yeah, or just even feeling guilt about maybe being friends with shady people and – and, you know, maybe she was having an affair, if that's true. Like, we, don- we obviously don't know. Like, and I guess if she doesn't know what has happened to Summer, she may have a whole bunch of things she may be worried about. Maybe it is the guy she had an affair with if she had an affair. Maybe it's this cornbread mafia. Maybe it's negligence. Like, there's there's a whole bunch of things that it really could be. No wonder she feels a bit sick about it all.
0: Yeah. And even just, we've talked about this with past episodes with Cleo again and other things with People on social media are like absolutely lambasting them and just, like I said, showing up at their house, harassing them, like calling their jobs and stuff like that, where if you're getting harassed to that extent, why would she want to say anything negative about herself or maybe that she was friends with shitty people or that she had these criminal... Meth addicts around her that she was having an affair, or whatever it may be. Why would she even want to say that? Because it just, she's just going to get raked over the coals for that even more. Yeah. So I feel like she's kind of just hoping the police solve this and she doesn't
1: have to admit more. Yeah, like put herself under the microscope further. um And I guess the other really only theory that I can think of, and it doesn't actually seem to have been said that much when I've asked everyone, is that it was an actual stranger abduction, like someone broke into the house and took Summer. I think that's probably the least likely scenario based on the area where they live. Um, yeah. yeah, it seems like it would
0: have to be someone that they at least knew of. Because where they live also, it's yeah. it's like a big circular area and it's just surrounded by dense woods. And I just feel like, and the house layout, as we mentioned, is super weird. Well, we didn't actually mention exactly the layout, but obviously there's an outside door. So I guess the layout doesn't matter so much. But I feel like you'd have to know it just so confidently abduct a child from either her own basement or backyard to know that the top part of the house is kind of separate from the basement where you probably wouldn't be able to hear anything because to get yeah we'll link the video on the blog but to even get to the basement where summer's bedroom is from the inside it's like you have to crawl under a cabinet basically (laughs) i don't know it's really hard to explain it's not normal it basically looks like there's like a a desk or a counter or something with, like, a hole underneath it. And to go down there, you have to, like, bend down and crawl underneath it to get to the steps to go
1: to the basement. And even, like, looking at the outside of the house, um, I'll put the photos on the blog so you can see exactly what we're talking about. But if someone was in the basement, there is a door, but then the windows, like, some of them look like they don't even have glass. They kind of got oil or uh, some type of covering. So it looks like it wouldn't even be that easy for someone to kind of peer in and see who was in there um it it doesn't look like a very conducive house for a kidnapping it's just bits and pieces everywhere there's not an open you know an open plan it would just be a hard house to figure out what to do even just have the
0: confidence to abduct a child from her own home or yard in during the day while people are
1: home it's crazy like exactly and there would have been a lot of people like you know the brothers the grandmother the mother you know it's a lot of people and it doesn't look like a yeah it doesn't look like a huge house it's not some mansion where you could get lost and no one would know like john bonnet's house especially if the some little the mom and the grandma were outside apparently wouldn't you yeah and
0: if you're taking this this kid and covering her mouth and just running off into the woods and there's people right outside in the yard like you'd have to be maybe high on meth to think that's doable
1: I also don't know where they were allegedly planting these flowers because the garden is very overgrown. Like the lawn hasn't been, obviously I don't know when this photo was taken in regards to when summer disappeared, but there's no landscaping, it's just grass that's really overgrown. So I don't know where they were doing this gardening allegedly when she disappeared or, you know, just before she disappeared. Only no flower bed bunkers. (laughs) No arms coming out of the bunker. Um, So I don't think I can really even, I haven't seen any other theories mentioned that I don't think we've covered. Um, what about you? Do you think of anything else? No, that's
0: really the the most that I've seen or the most like plausible ones. But if anyone else has any ideas, obviously feel free to shoot us a message about it. I'd love to hear them. Um, I I just think it's crazy. At even. But with like, see, I do what Don does. I start talking and then I think of something else. So when I start saying <laughs> yeah, the other I thing, I thing and then... I start saying that thing and then I'm like wait I didn't finish my first thought let me go back to it so I say three like half sentences before I even
1: say anything hard when you don't read totally off the script like there's actual discussion because yeah, there's so much especially in cases like this there's so much to think and talk about that you're like you know yeah
0: there's so many brain working overtime yeah with podcasting not to like complain about podcasting but there's so (laughs) many times where I'm like wait, did I say this in the episode or did I just say this to Olivia personally? Did I say this to Mike or is this just something I heard on TV? (laughs) Like there's so many times where I'm like, wait, did the people that are listening to this know this or did I say this already? Or did I not say this yet? Because when you're talking about these crimes all the time, it all just kind of blurs together. So I'm sorry if sometimes I I just like assume everyone knows things. I do my best not to do that, but I'm just human. (laughs) I make mistakes. Um. I was trying to say before I went off on that tangent, I think it's crazy that they haven't really found her yet if she's like that's what makes me wonder if she could really even be in the area because it seems like they've done a pretty decent search twice now and haven't found her. I get that it is a dense area, but how far could she have gotten if she did wander off and like did I do feel like she was probably abducted.
1: I feel like in um, this case is a little bit similar to Serenity Denard, which we've got a blog on her. She's another missing girl. Uh, She went missing in 2019. Her case is a little bit different in that she ran away from a group home, um, but the similarities are kind of that it was a similar type of area, very rural, very remote. She had an enormous search for her. They searched 6,000 miles of terrain, you know, and she's still missing too. She went missing on February 3, 2019. Um, which was, it was in freezing cold weather. So I, like, i just feel like there are a lot of kids. Where are they all? I just, I don't know where they can all go to yeah, it's ha- where they all are. It sounds dumb to say, but it's crazy how some people are just never found. Yeah. Even when you think about like, a, this is another tangent, but like when, you know, people die in a slight plane crash and they don't find the plane for 40 years, like it's a plane. <laughs> it's not just a little human body. Like, It's just crazy that these things can be so hidden sometimes. Yeah. Um, But in summer, um, I guess, right away. Yeah. And all it takes, I guess, in summer's case, is for her maybe to be under a rock or under a, you know, a, a branch, let's say a large branch. And it would just be much harder to find her if she's out there. So, yeah, there's no. No resolution in her case as of December 2021. Hopefully something will happen soon. Now that we've recorded this episode, something will happen any day now. (laughs) Any day between now
0: and next Thursday. But if anything does happen that's outside of this, I want to add in. I will add a little clip right here with any of the updates. Um, Maybe if something really big happens, we'll hop back on and talk
1: about it feel like it likely won't, especially if the TBI have said they're not coming back to search again this week. It'll just have to be investigation as usual unless somehow someone stumbles across something.
0: Or they have enough evidence to make an arrest on someone or something. Yeah, yeah, could be. We shall see. But I think that's of the main story. Like we said, there's so much with this case that's documented that – if you want to really do a deep dive, definitely go to our blog at True Crime Society and we'll link the timeline. I don't even know where this it's like a Google Doc timeline that people on Reddit made that has tons and tons and tons and tons of information, like more than you would ever want. Yeah.
1: So I think it's the most comprehensive timeline or, you know, document that I've ever, ever, ever seen for any case yeah, yeah, it ever. it Like got tabs of links and audio and it's great. So if you really, really want to do a deep dive, we'll put it on the blog. Yeah. And the other thing too is that at truecrimesociety.com, we have a thread for some like a discussion thread and it's got over a hundred and I think 15 pages and it started from when she went missing. So it, it's basically like a real time Um, run through of the case yeah so if you want to read more go on there and there's really lovely people on there they'll answer any questions you've got um they answered all my questions (laughs) which was nice um so yeah go on there and check it out if you want to read more and lose yourself for a few hours in this case because there's a lot yeah the
0: forum is great like we said if you're too scared to comment great for just reading but you shouldn't be scared because the people who are on there are very very nice and they really enjoy sleuthing and they like making new friends and anyone who's interested in a case seems to be a friend to them so don't ever be scared to comment if you want to because everyone there is very nice like she was just saying.
1: And I also think too because people can be a little bit more anonymous on there compared to say Facebook or even Instagram there's a lot of really good information that people are probably not as terrified to talk about because it's anonymous yeah like no one's going to screenshot your
0: facebook profile picture and name
1: and yeah and go and go to your work and tell them hey do you know this person said this like it's yeah um yeah so it's it's good it's it's a very um open and frank discussion more so than you can ever have on facebook
0: yeah and then of course follow us on instagram we always post on stories throughout the day people message us we try to answer them all and just to say instagram messages have been really shitty lately i know we always say it but if you feel like we ignored you or something just message us again because sometimes you can open a message and it won't load right and then you'll get out of it and then it'll just be lost in
1: the abyss yeah and one thing too that happened this week that we should mention is that everyone was sharing their spotify Mm. 2021 wrapped things with us about the podcast and it was so lovely and that it's it's annoying me because now the instagram messages are down we can't reply to everyone properly but it was so so lovely like so many people had us as their number one podcast and they'd listen to us for thousands of minutes per over the year which is just amazing we're so 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 grateful for that
0: yeah it's it's really nice to see um we try to share little spurts of them here and there because we do like seeing them and it's nice to share them but we also don't want everyone to unfollow us so if you did do it and we didn't share <laughs> it to our story we did see it and we appreciate it so, so much. We appreciate everyone sharing on Instagram because like we always say,
1: it shows your followers, the podcast you're listening to, and maybe they want to listen to it too. And if we didn't end up sharing your share, like your Spotify thing, we've tried to reply to all the messages. And if we haven't, we'll we'll keep trying. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So nice. Yeah. Don't ever think we're ignoring anyone
0: because we, we definitely try not no. to. It's just sometimes technology's no. not on our side. We also got a few really nice reviews that honestly brought a tear to my eye i feel like i get bullied in the reviews more than olivia does like (laughs) and someone specifically wrote like you know like i really relate to stephanie and blah 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 and like defended me and i was like thank you so much (laughs) finally someone gets me yeah
1: we are yeah i do agree everyone seems to have just been extra lovely this week which is the holidays Yeah, everyone's merry. Yeah. Merry and drunk. (laughs) Until we get closer and everyone gets stressed out and everyone's going to be mean again. There's um, one other little thing too that's exciting is that we hit 200,000 followers on our Facebook page, which is amazing. Facebook is like the Wild West these days. It's a bit crazy, but still very thankful for everyone coming over and following us on Facebook too. Yeah,
0: if you're a Facebook person, definitely follow. And I know that there's so many people who probably listen that are in our Facebook groups. Definitely follow our page too, or like it, or whatever you do with pages. Cause I feel like the page is the least shadow banned on Facebook. I think both yes. of our Facebook groups are for sure to some extent shadow banned because I can post something in a group of 200,000 people and get like 10 likes on it in like one comment. When I know if people were seeing it, there would be more comments. Like the, our Facebook group used to be crazy. Now it's so yeah. hard to get any interaction. So I think we're for sure shadow banned or something. Yeah. Um,
1: and the other thing, too, just quickly, I know we're I like we're rambling a bit now. We but know you all turned this off already. Few- <laughs> yeah, so, everyone's no one's probably listening anymore. But for the last few weeks, anyway, we haven't really done any updates in our episodes just because the cases that we've covered have been so big. But we've got, I think, two episodes left to record before the end of the year. So, we'll do a case and then maybe as the final episode, we'll do some type of update summary episode for the year. Just so you know, any of the cases that you've followed, if you'd like to learn more about what's happening in them, we'll. We'll do a big update in the last episode for the year.
0: Yeah, you know, cases that we covered, like, whatever, the latest is Lori Vallow, Suzanne Morphew, Suzanne Morphew yeah. Josh Duggar's in trial right now, so all of those oh, yeah. we could yeah. talk We could. They're not big enough updates for really a whole episode, but still worth talking about, so maybe we could do, like, a 10, 15 Minute little update for a bunch of the cases. So if anyone is into that, or if there's any that happened this year that you want to talk about, let us
1: know and send us through a list of what you want for next year because we're going to start planning soon. Hopefully, I, th- I think that's it. you're If you made it this far, you're you're now dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're must be a real diehard fan. Thank you.
0: <laughs> you're, you're the best. If you
1: made it, if you made it <laughs> to
0: literally the end this moment, message us on Instagram yeah. and say I listened to the part. Where you said to message us on Instagram if you made it this far. And I will know if
1: you're we'll have to a try true and, fan. We'll have to try and find some stickers or something like and we can send oh. them to the real true ads who listen to the very last second. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not a true fan. With all the podcasts,
0: as soon as they're like, all right, well, that's everything. I'm like, click. <laughs> I guess I should be better considering I'm now a podcaster. All right. Well, that's it, right? Yep, that's it. All right, well, talk to you guys. See you next time. Online. Bye. See ya,
1: bye.